Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? I can't see you for the first time in a few weeks. It's, I know. It's good. It's been, it's it's good. That's rude. I was just going to say it's quite upsetting. <laughs> it's We've got a bit old school. I'm in my kitchen. You're in... A hotel room or your kitchen, and uh, I'm yeah. We're, we're talking over over the wires. I, I miss you, man. <laughs> oh, poor old Pete. You know, it's good to be back though. Um, I've been mm. back in Japan a few weeks now, yeah. getting accustomed to it. And uh, yeah, I I it's good to be back. Although I, the first thing I miss, people often ask me what the first thing is that I miss when I mm. come to Japan, and the first thing I miss about the UK. Our brick walls, Pete. Bloody brick walls, because here the walls <laughs> are made of paper, and I spent. <laughs> Like the last twenty minutes, just listening to my neighbours have an argument, yeah. and then make up after the argument, and then make up how they made up after the argument. Um, oh, well, physically, I won't go into the details, but it was like I was there. It's like a four D experience nice. living in Japan in a crappy apartment <laughs> with walls made of paper. Not fun. How Not exciting! Fun, you could have, um, if they can hear, if you can hear them, they can hear you. So maybe you could shout some encouraging words, a few gambates. <laughs> <laughs> well, best of all, they get to hear the podcast before anyone else. Yes. <laughs> well, they get to hear one half of it. <laughs> Maybe they uh, they hate me because they can hear me doing the podcast sometimes in my apartment. So that's their doing, form of revenge. Doing your um, voiceovers for your videos and stuff like that. Getting angry when your videos get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, it's been a good week. Mm. I uh, had a really weird situation pop up and you know what it is. Uh, so the other day, I was sitting in a steak restaurant in Sakata. Uh, it was a steak restaurant you've actually been to, Pete. The one owned by my good friend uh, Isao Sam. Oh, and that's great! Amazing wagyu beef, sauce from Yamagata, and he pulled out a picture of uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, mm. right? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and he claimed that they looked similar. Now. I'd be lying if I thought there was a, a similarity. I didn't really see it myself. <laughs> Nevertheless, is there something there? Took is a picture, uh, maybe a little bit because I got like a bit of facial hair. But I think that's that's pushing <laughs> it really. But I took a photo, and um, my friend Yuki, who is with me, kind of joked, "Oh, why don't you just tweet the Rock? Just tweet mm. the Rock and let him know." And I was like, "Nah, it's rubbish. That won't do anything." And he's like, "Go on, do it. I'll buy you a beer." And I was like, "All right, beer." Uh, so I did it. I tweeted the Rock and. 
I didn't think anything of it. And then the next day, I, my phone was going crazy. I looked down in my pocket. Phone was going crazy. Twitter was blowing up. And he'd actually seen our message and retweeted it and asked where the restaurant was. And I couldn't bloody believe it. <laughs> I thought Brian Cranston was amazing. I thought meeting you was quite good. But having The Rock is like, well, that's just next level stuff. And uh, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was surreal. I... <laughs> It's a bit weird, and I put it on Facebook, and all my friends from the last two hundred years uh, were all amazed by it. It seems the Rock. It's really interesting. I didn't realise what a big deal the Rock was. Mm. He seems to be unanimously popular uh, throughout the world, and he's, he means a lot to a lot of people. I think growing up in the nineties, myself, uh, I always saw him on like WWF and whatnot. Um, so everyone likes him, and it uh, yeah, he he, re- he replied to me, and I had the daunting task of responding to him. And letting him know where the restaurant was, and knowing that he'd probably read it somewhere on a sun lounger in Los Angeles, which is probably <laughs> what the Rock was doing. And um, he's yeah, it was amazing. Than I, that. You re- yeah, he's a very busy another man. Film with Jason Statham. But um, what was even more amazing was what happened after that when you messaged me, Pete, and I'll let you carry on the story. Well, um, well, it turns out both of us have had interactions with The Rock in the past. Uh, I do another podcast called Wrestle Me about wrestling, but uh, that has nothing to do with that. Uh, this was about four years ago. Um, mm. I was at E3, uh, the video game uh, expo in uh, Los Angeles, uh, and I was walking around, and I've got this stupid uh, picture on a T-shirt of The Rock uh, before right. he was famous when he was in full-blown kind of um, chunky boy kind of teenage kind of years with uh, wearing a bum bag Uh, and it's become a bit of an iconic kind of the rock before he was Mr. Charisma before the people's elbow before he was cool Um, and so uh, basically somebody I I was walking around the show floor going to go and see some video games or whatever Uh, and I've got a very I've got a very specific kind of uh, I don't have great posture I don't have a very good walk, uh, but somebody filmed me uh, walking across the uh, show floor saying, look at this dude with the Rock T-shirt at, uh, at E3. And somebody sort of tweeted me saying, oh, look, this guy's tweeted you. Uh, uh, tweeted a video of you without you knowing because you had the picture of the Rock on your T-shirt. And then he'd CC'd in, I think, the Rock, and then the Rock retweeted that video of me walking around, unbeknownst to anyone, unbeknownst to me that, that I was being filmed, uh, of me walking around the show floor. Uh, and he said, look at that guy, he's got a real badass walk and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we've both had interactions, we've both had retweets uh, from Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> in the past. We are united in many ways, but I think that is the most exciting one by far. I think Being so. Being united by retweets from The Rock. <laughs> it's no, better than sharing that. like that a lover or anything like that on paper walls. It's better, yeah. It's much better than that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's one of those situations. It happens. You get excited, and then nothing comes from it. Though you kind of think, "Damn, wouldn't it be amazing if the Rock actually did come to Japan and come to the restaurant?" He might. He might do. Who knows? It's, uh, it's about the way, though, isn't it? That's the thing, doesn't it? He's such a busy man. I don't know how he manages to do anything because obviously uh, a man who has so much build has to eat. 50 eggs a day and all that protein so like and, and fly everywhere and do films and do interviews he's uh, he's a busy busy man you never know your luck though he might be he's, he's often in Tokyo like promoting his films maybe if he can find like three or four hours mm. to pop up to Sakata and Yamagata he might do it for some sort of publicity I'm just kind of holding chopper. out I actually yeah exactly just fly over yeah that's what you do I, uh, I even enabled like Twitter messages you know the message function on Twitter where people can message you? I enabled it. I usually have it disabled. <laughs> right. uh, but I allowed like, anyone to message me just in case 
he thought him or his manager was like, oh, yeah, go on, let's come and join The Rock on our trip to Yamagata. <laughs> uh, but instead, about 100 people messaged me asking me various annoying questions, so I quickly disabled it, and the dream died with it. Oh, so, I've, I've, got, go. uh, but I'm, uh, I've got my DMs open, and it's mainly coolish, to be honest. People <laughs> sending me pictures of the meeting coolish, and you'd think that would upset me. It doesn't. It makes me a little bit happy. But surely it makes you sad in the sense that you can't eat coolish because you're not in Japan. Mm. Well, yeah, there is that. Um, it's it's more. It annoys me that Lotte, Lotte, which is the company that do uh, coolish, have very little Twitter presence. Um, and also, um, I think they've started advertising Coolish on um, tube stations in Tokyo. Uh, so I've had a couple of messages from people who've seen this uh, young um, Japanese actor advertising Coolish, and it put me in mind of that Simpsons uh, episode where I think it's uh, it's what it's it's a it's a president. Uh, I think it's uh, who's the guy who got caught. Uh, Watergate, Nixon. Uh, it was Nixon, Richard Nixon, and uh, John F. Kennedy. And John F. Kennedy goes, yeah. "I would like to say that I love Duff Beer." And he goes, "I would like to oh, also, yeah. I would also like to express my love of that particular beer." And Homer <laughs> goes, "He's never had a Duff in his I whole life." Well. And uh, and I look at that boy on the advert for Coolish. He's never eaten a Coolish in his whole life. That should have been me on that advert. Gosh darn it! And the campaign starts here. <laughs> Yeah, you've, you've kind of you're like the unofficial mascot yeah. of Coolish. Yeah, which is better than the official mascot <laughs> because you break all the rules. Um, yeah, who knows? I'm actually yeah. going to the steak restaurant uh, in a week again, and uh, I'm going to ask Esau there and then if anything came of it. Like if yeah. there's been like more customers coming to the restaurant or any bookings. So I'll give you an update next week on that. But, <laughs> can you um, can you smell what the rock is cooking? It's wagyu steak. It's like you steak, Yamagata sourced, beautiful stuff. Uh, this week, Rugby World Cup, mm. or this this month in general, Rugby World Cup mania has taken over Japan. Lots of people have been asking me questions about rugby. I don't know anything about rugby. Do you know anything about rugby, Pete? Uh, Even though you're a football man? Apart from the fact that my mother, every time it's on, being a Welsh woman, uh, will text me. She's quiet for the rest of the year about any sports, uh, but it's for some reason all Welsh people suddenly become rugby maniacs when it comes to uh, the World Cup. <laughs> uh, they played Georgia yesterday, the Welsh, and uh, they're, the good Georgia kits are very nice but I really don't have the physicality to pull off a rugby shirt. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I mean, do you find rugby fans are better behaved than football fans, soccer fans? They are certainly, uh, they certainly think they're better behaved, uh, but if you've ever been to a rugby club uh, of any description at any time, uh, they do seem to, being a little bit public schooly at times, they do seem to get off on um, things like drinking each other's wee-wee and things like that, really. But uh, they enjoy a, a jolly <laughs> jape, but they think they're better than football fans because they're a bit posh, or frequently a little bit posh. Um, I, I may be um, uh, stereotyping, but uh, hey, it's what makes the world go around. It's 2019, everyone's doing it. It is a stereotype, but it's quite accurate. I used to live with a guy who was like head of the rugby team at my university, and they mm. did do terrible beer. things, unspeakable beer, beer, beer. things. When it was like a induction season for the new like rugby players, mm. they did stuff that I don't. I don't even talk about here. This is mm. a family podcast, Pete. A family <laughs> podcast. Um, but there's been some sort of incident where rugby players or rugby not rugby players, rugby fans from France were celebrating the other night. Um, obviously, France. Uh, beat Argentina 23-21 to in a recent game. 
And uh, some fans got so excited they got on a they got on a, a train on the Ko line in Tokyo, mm. and I don't know what it's called. They basically laid down the floor, and it looks like they're doing. Well, I don't know what it is. What are they doing, Pete? What would you call that? Well, they're I sitting mean, it's there. Been, it's been called. And they pass their friend over their head. It's been called a line out, but that's not really what a rugby line out is, is it? Because they all get in a line, sure, but um, the ball is yeah. thrown into it. So the guy, they, they don't float a man over the top. Uh, I couldn't really figure it out. It wasn't really a line-out, line but, uh, yeah, uh, it seemed... I, I just wish he'd kept his legs to himself. The people are going to get it looks like It looks like... So this, this is a video doing the rounds on Twitter in Japan. Um, a Japanese person was on the train. They were horrified to watch 20 people sitting on the floor passing some guy over their head. Uh, mm. It looks kind of funny at first, but they got out of hand, apparently. And uh, it, luckily, the train's fairly empty, so... Uh, it wasn't too much of a big deal, but uh, it did the rounds on Twitter and it, it kind of dawned, I think, a lot of people in Japan uh, hosting the Rugby World Cup and hosting the Olympics could have its downsides. <laughs> uh, obviously, when it comes to trains, when it comes to any public space, people are very quiet and reserved. Um, there's there's one guy in the video sitting there, one Japanese guy in the shot, and he's just sort of sitting there with a smirk on his face watching the mayhem unfold. Um and it is mayhem. But, um, yeah, no, it was quite interesting reading the responses on Twitter, though. Some people just sort of said, ah, oh, it's fine, you know, this is a special occasion, let's let it go. The other half, not so happy um, mm. and weren't too impressed. I wasn't sure how to feel about it, to be honest. On the one hand, I think if you're going to host a Rugby World Cup, you have to accept that other cultures do celebrate in rather eccentric ways. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying that gives anyone a, a free pass to be a dickhead, but... I think there's got to be a little bit of leeway. On the other hand, it did look a bit ridiculous. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, the argument is when in Rome, do do what Romans do, whether Romans do. And I don't know. What do you think? I, I get um, the feeling that, yeah, I'm kind of torn between the two things. It is like, it's the Rugby World Cup and rugby fans are very different to fans of the Olympic sports, <laughs> you would probably say. And just fans in Japan. <laughs> and just Yeah, and just fans in Japan. But also, the thing that gets me about it is just all a bit like, look at me. It's kind of the way that um, cricket has been ruined. Like Watching cricket, I, I always sort of think... Um, I don't watch a lot of cricket. I don't particularly like the game. Um, but the mm. few occasions that I've actually been to or seen uh, a live cricket match, um, it's just people in fancy dress just showing off for the Instagram and just sort of going, look what I can do. Um, and no one's really watching the, the cricket. Everyone's just dicking about. Um, but, you know, I, I, I and again, I, I kind of need to draw the line between rugby league, which is a honest northern sport uh, with uh, rugby union which isn't but uh, I, I'm, I'm probably being a bit down on rugby because I, I don't particularly like the game itself and uh, I think that uh, rugby fans get a free pass when it comes to bad behaviour um, compared to soccer fans who are frequently bad behaviour let's make that very clear and they've almost made a business out of it uh, around the world um, but yeah I, d- I don't know it's, it's, it's the rugby world cup it does go on for a bloody long time it's like a month and a month and a week isn't it it's crazy seemingly never ending yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. just, just put it's it out on the sticks <laughs> well, that's right. I'm off to um, a place called Kamaishi in a few days for a road trip. And uh, Kamaishi's in Iwate, mm. a really remote place. And they're doing some sort of rugby match there. And it's it's going to be hilarious because this town, this place, uh, it's Kamaishi, it's, um, there's no, no foreigners living there. I think there's no. like two foreign people and... Uh, <laughs> All these dr- <laughs> rugby fans are going to descend on the town and uh, could be 
chaos. <laughs> I, I guess I'm a little bit worried, you know, just a little bit worried about what could happen. Mm. If they think this is bad, right, if they think people sitting on the floor being a bit silly if the train yeah. is bad, they're in for a nasty shock because I'm sure there's going to be a lot worse things happening than this. Mm. Um, and there's beer and everywhere it- in Japan. The only thing that will stop... The only thing that stops boisterous people being boisterous in Japan uh, is the fact that uh, things are quite expensive in Japan. So, <laughs> maybe. Um, I, I, and also, I, I mean, I mean, Japan in well, recent history has had the World Cup. So, like, Japan and South Korea. So, I wonder how... I can't remember reading much about what it was like, so I was a little bit too young. But, um, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to sort oh, of back read... back in 2002, all, yeah. Yeah, old pieces about um, how badly behaved the uh, soccer fans were, were, were back then. But, I don't know. Let's just hope they don't discover the miracle of Strong Zero. <laughs> Incredibly powerful and potent alcohol yes. at a reasonable price. Yeah, the, It'll um, be chaos, Pete. The, the, um, a lot of the... What I, what I am finding a little bit problematic is um, the very one-note, Route 1 uh, kind of depictions of Japan uh, in the British media. Um, S4C is a Welsh-language uh, TV station uh, in Wales, obviously. Mm. There'll be very little use for it anywhere else. But um, they are their Twitter header. Um, my mate Gav pointed this out. He's a, he's a Welsh bloke, thinks in mm. Welsh, speaks in English. It's very weird. Um, he <laughs> uh, he pointed out this terrible Twitter header that they use, which had like he had the major characters from the actual TV show about the rugby um, in various mm. co- sort of manga shogun kind of uniforms. You had the Hokusai big wave. You had a manga character. You had, like it was so one God. note, and it's all very cat cafe. It's all very Shibuya Cross, and it's all that stuff. Um, and yeah, all right, yeah, fine, but it's it's just very uh, it's very hack. Uh, it seems to be the last place on earth you can actually be. Um, actually, quite. Almost a little bit xenophobic, a little bit, um, uh, you know, da, 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 turning Japanese, turning Japanese. I think you really think so. Play that sort of music, you know. What I mean? It's like it, it's the it's the last place on earth you can actually do that without anybody really complaining. I don't know. I guess so. I mean, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd love to be back in the UK to some extent to see what the coverage of Japan is like. I had my Aye. dad just send me um, like pictures of him watching TV shows and things about Japan at the moment. Mm. Uh, obviously, the media's going a little bit Japan crazy, but you're right. The depictions are always a little bit... Uh, or not. Yeah, robot restaurant, cat restaurant, yeah. cat cafe, Shibuya Crossing. You've hit the nail on the head there. It's always the same few things. There was a a British TV show that came out the other week. Um, I, I, don't, I can't remember who it was. Uh, a female presenter, can't remember her name. She went around Japan for like a few weeks and... Um, that got a lot of criticism for not being particularly good. Did you see it? I can't remember. Her no, name. I don't, her name? I don't know. So, oh, was this about the rugby or? No, I think uh, it was kind of like a report on Japan. Someone just travelling around, getting to know Japanese culture and whatnot. Oh, I know. I know. Jap- um, um, Joanna Lumley did it back at, like a little while ago. She no, was, it wasn't she, Joanna uh, Lumley. I think I think she did a good job. Um, I can't remember her name. I'll have to look it up after. Mm. But um, I think I've I've had uh, TV producers coming to Japan contact me loads over the years, and mm. they always want the the same cookie cutter kind of description of Japan Mm. um, which is basically let's go and film a thing at Shibuya Crossing I did a a tweet the other day uh, ranting about that how Mm. every TV show about Japan is basically just starts and ends at Shibuya Crossing (laughs) but unfortunately the backlash was so horrific from my own own viewers and listeners that I had to remove it because everybody loves Shibuya Crossing damn right Um, so I (laughs) took it down (laughs) It's the only gas panic left. <laughs> I, guess, I guess people love Shibuya Crossing. It means a lot to a lot of people. But, you know, there's just so much more to Japan. And uh, 
It's a shame TV shows never really get to see it. Yeah, there you go. you've only got a limited amount of time. That's why sh- that's why YouTubes and uh, shows like yours are important, Chris. That's why the Born <laughs> Japan's got some sense of originality, I guess. Mm. That's the one thing we've got going for us. We, uh, we're a little bit different. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now, we turn our attention to the fax machine. What we got, Pete? Oh, we got an email from Gabe from New York City. New York City. Um, hi there, Chris and Pete. Hi there, Gabe. Uh, I've now listened to the whole canon of Abroad in Japan podcast episodes, and I don't believe you've yet given your lovely listeners a primer on perhaps Pete's greatest area of expertise, how and what to order in Japanese bars. There's a big wide world of, uh, uh, of uh, alcoholic creations out there that many of us uh, in the English-speaking world have yet to learn about. Having travelled to Japan a few months ago, I think you owe to everyone to spread the word. For instance, uh, would most people know that in Japan, uh, sake just means alcohol, and that the actual fermented rice beverage is re- re- referred to as uh, Nihonshu? Um, how about the great spectrum of chuhais and other highballs? What about the Smackdown showdown between Asahi, uh, Sapporo and Kirin? Uh, and maybe you can introduce your audience to their new favourite Japanese word, Nomihodai. To be fair, I think you have mentioned that last one. Now, I know this is a family show, God damn it. Uh, but uh, let's be honest, a huge part of us having fun in Japan for those age 20 plus uh, is having a boozy night on the town. Pete, tell us how to do it right. Thanks, guys. Gabe from New York City. Gabe, you sa- it sounds like you wrote that email when you were a little bit trolleyed, and I, for one, endorse that uh, behavior. <laughs> I'm glad that... Uh, it's all about you and alcohol. The association's so there. Rude. I'm not so mentioned rude. at all. I'm not a drunkard. <laughs> You're the You're expert. more of a drunkard than I am, sunshine. Oh, shots fired. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. First off, second <laughs> off. Uh, you're the only person in when we made our videos together on Journey Across Japan. Nice. You were the only one to talk about alcohol a lot 
in the videos. In particular, the Osaka one where you talked about your red eye drink. Yes. That is just unspeakably disgusting. Um, what, <laughs> what is your recommendation, though? What what alcohol do you recommend? Well, I've spoken about this before. I uh, very much enjoy uh, the red eye. It's uh, surprisingly uh, refreshing, and people sort of point out that the Mexican drink uh, is a clamato. Um, it is very similar to that, um, which I think is like a clam tomato soup mixed with beer um so like a beer cocktail is very refreshing on a on a hot day uh, so yeah a bit of um a bit of lager mixed with tomato juice uh, red eye sounds disgusting shouldn't work does work uh yogurito is a delicious kind of um they do quite a lot of yogurty kind of tasting uh, drinks uh, yogurito i think is just yogurt in it um but it's um it's basically a little bit like <laughs> yogurt in it you know like calpis tastes a bit it's just yogurt um and you're gonna get f- yeah. uh, fizzy fizzy yogurt which again sounds disgusting but it's actually quite refreshing very light doesn't it's not thick or anything yeah, it's just very bad. light um yeah. and fruity um so i definitely recommend uh, getting a bit of yogurito in your in your cocktail um and uh if you're flagging if you're knackered if you've got a hangover but you still want to get out on the next day have a kalua and milk yeah, not really a Japanese drink, but <laughs> no. can't complain. But they, do, but they do do some amazing, interesting kind of uh, kind of uh, choices and, and, and beer cocktails. They mix Campari with beer in some places, which is quite interesting. Every, every sort of little corner of pan seems to have a different thing, uh, and that's part of... I've, I've seen that around the place, so that, that's yeah. interesting. But, uh, yeah, just have some fun, but don't overdo it, else you'll be caught on camera on one of those Instagram channels that just look at uh, Peter, people <laughs> sleeping. Uh, I know you said Peter. People are sleeping Shibuya. Peter is sleeping. Peter is sleeping. Shibuya Peter is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> or on a train doing the weird thing doing, yeah, that the rugby the, players uh, were doing. doing. Uh, rugby fans are doing. I recommend... Uh, I recommend just getting some Nihonshu. Just go to Izakaya, mm. recommend the standard Nihonshu, Japanese sake. And uh, if it's hot, make sure it's cool, like nicely chilled mm. sake. And if it's cold, get warm sake. It's amazing. But uh, I've had the I've, while While you were talking, I thought, why not combine Calpis mm. with Strong Zero, right? Wouldn't <laughs> right. that be... Why not get a little bit creative? I've never done that. Calpis I've never. I've, I used to be really... I used to be kind of experimental back at uni get mm. vodka and various drinks and mix it all together I've never done that in Japan it would take the, Why it would take the edge off it would take off the edge off the uh, Strong Zero wouldn't it because Strong Zero is quite a it's an it's an aggressive drink um, so yeah that well, might it tastes like battery acid yeah. it does taste like Horrible. battery acid the, um, imagine is it, uh, is it the stuff is it that pl- plum wine that you kind of find yourself mixing uh, with a lot of stuff I, I remember um, Ian who, who films for Tokyo Creative uh, your buddy mm. uh, he was saying that um in the 7-Elevens, those little sort of um, hot, uh, those, those little heaters uh, that heat up broth um, 24-7. And inside the broth, there's like eggs. Um, there's like uh, bits of um, uh, quite porous vegetables, uh, maybe a little bit of meat as well. And they all kind of float around <laughs> in this soup. Uh, and apparently uh, this cocktail involving, I think, the chuhai or the plum wine or something, um, involves you getting a bit of that water, that dirty little soupy, oh, no. salty water and mixing it in with that. Um, apparently it tastes all right. Apparently it tastes good. Um, uh, it's all about ex- no. trying new things. It's all about trying it's new not. things, Chris. All right, it is, but not to that degree. That you're, What you're referring to is called Oden. Oden. And uh, yeah. it sounds like a, a god, but uh, it's basically just like this fish broth, and inside the fish broth they have like uh, eggs and sausages and things, porous foods, as mm. you... So eloquently put it, and uh, <laughs> the idea of mixing that with alcohol is 
probably on my top 10 list of things never to never ever to do. do. <laughs> uh, although I'm not surprised Ian's done that. He's such a ridiculous boy. But there you go. Get experimental if you come to yeah. Japan. Try something new. Aye. Mix Calpis with Strong Zero. Tell us what it's like. Mm. Or maybe I'll do it before you do. Uh, we've got one from David here from Melbourne. Oh. I don't know why I was so excited there by the word David, but David from Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> Hello, Chris and Cheeky Pete. Ooh. I love that. You got a label. I got nothing. That's, that's, my, historical, that's my historical uh, nickname back in the day when I was a sidekick on Lauren Laverne's Breakfast Show. Cheeky Pete. Oh, was it now? Yeah. Cheeky Pete. There you go. I'm a career sidekick, Chris. Another one of your nicknames, along with Donnie. <laughs> yeah. And my favourite nickname, Drunkard. Oh, uh, I... <laughs> go on the email. <laughs> Hello, Chris and Cheeky Pete. I subscribed to Chris's channel two years back when I decided to plan a trip to Japan once I finished school and thought I'd better do some research. Soon becoming addicted to the video, addicted to the videos, they made me consider lesser-known places like Niigata and got me hooked on Sapporo beer. Uh, finally, after 18 months of planning, I got to spend a month in Japan just after last New Year's. After returning home and longing to relive my trip, I put together a video of it, winding up enjoying it much more than I anticipated. I've considered making more videos and want them to be informative. The only thing is I'm not too keen on having my face online and was wondering how Chris thinks I should go about doing this. Should I just do a voiceover, maybe make an avatar, or just deal with it and put my face in there for God's sake? Thank you for all your work, David from Melbourne. Uh, I would say, David, just do what Pete did a few months ago with his <laughs> dodgy video Aye. 60 things to do in Japan uh, where he just did a very quick funny montage with his voice do that yeah what do you reckon I think um, I yeah. mean A David you shouldn't worry about not uh, putting your face on online but uh, also but maybe you've got a job where you don't really necessarily want to be uh, that well known uh, but uh, yeah just a little voiceover get yourself a little mic and have a little chat chat or you can uh, do yeah isn't there like a I think they live in London, maybe. They seem to be in London quite a lot. Um, it's like a manga kind of anime, kind of 3D character uh, that um, basically is a vlogger, but she's a 3D kind of avatar, kind of anime character. Uh, I've seen that. I've Are seen you talking that, about uh, my friend Ami Yamato? I am. I was hoping you were going to fill in some details hey. there. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, a, it's like an Ami animated Yamato. guy. Yeah, animated yeah. Uh, lady. Yeah, she's very nice. Mm. I caught up with her when she was over in Tokyo um, a few months ago. Really nice girl. Awesome. It must take such a long time. Quite an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check it out. Amiyamato. Uh, it's a Japanese girl who is not, well, it's just an anime, isn't it? Yeah. It's a like a, like a, like a 3D <laughs> animated character who, uh, it's beautifully done, who, uh, yeah, who, who just kind of, uh, it's beautifully put together, these kind of like little vlogs um, where she goes Amiyamato. Well, she's okay. She she doesn't realise that she's not real. She right. doesn't realise that she's not like an anime three D <laughs> character. It's quite it's quite really well done, to be honest. Um, I can't defi- I can't explain it. You need to go and look it up. Ami Yamato uh, mm. on YouTube, amazing channel. Um, but yeah, just do a voiceover, David, or just there's nothing that bad about being online. I was actually quite reluctant myself um, back in the day, back when I first started out, mm. when I realised. Friend, not just friends and family watching my videos, but actually just people in general around the world. It was oh. a little bit daunting. And these days, it scares the shit out of me when I look at the view count and see that like 150 million people have watched the videos and seen my face. Um, <laughs> but nothing too bad has come of it yet. So you never know. If, if yeah, just, just go, just decide voiceover or put your face in it, mm. to be honest. But I completely agree with you. It's nice to relive your trip. I was looking over 
Journey Across Japan episodes recently, and uh, yeah, it was quite nostalgic. Yeah, looking over our videos, Pete. Yeah, nice. Damn Even straight. if it was an absolute bloody nightmare making them. <laughs> <laughs> you got there in the end. Uh, I got an email. Got an email from Angie from Michigan, USA. Hello, Pete uh, and Chris. I've uh, dreamed of uh, visiting Japan for many years. I really want to try teaching English in Japan after I finish university. The only problem is that I'm a little older than your average co- college uh, graduate. I'm 29 years old now, and I'll be 31 by the time I graduate. So Am old. I too old for programs like Jet? Will my age <laughs> be weird in the classroom? Love you guys. Thank you for reading my email, Angie. 29 years old. 29. Imagine that. Ooh, so old. So old. Literally. Can't imagine being older than 29. Nine years younger than me. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Uh, I, I get why you might be worried about coming age 31, Angie, mm. but there's actually quite a lot of people. I work with um, someone just in Yamagata who was, I think, 32 when he started. Mm. And there's quite a lot of people over 30. So, yeah, don't, don't be put off by that. I think the cutoff point is 30 eight or 40 or something i'm not Mm. too sure but there's people in their 40s doing it as well 29 is probably older than your average um jet participant but uh it's still not that old by the standards of most people here so really don't let that put you off definitely go for it don't let age get in the way don't worry about it do it and you probably do it and and people don't really know how old people are especially lasses i mean i I wouldn't even (laughs) just lie angie lie. lie angie like pretend you're a pop star. That's what pop stars do all the time. That's what actors do all the time. You have your real age, you're your actor's age. Oh yeah. I mean, Brilliant. don't defraud what a great people. way. Let's make that very clear. What a great way to end this week's podcast. <laughs> encouraging the act of fraud. Damn right. Uh, keep the messages, stories, and questions coming in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same next same next time. Same time same next, next week. Same next time. Do it over again. Same, same next same time. Same but different. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, see you next week. Have a good one. Ooh, baby. This was a Stakhanov production. 